it's no secret that I'm, I'm like a Mercedes fan. Yeah. But I'm also a massive Lewis Hamilton fan, right? And a lot of people keep asking me, Wendy, what do you think? Are you sad? Are you, you know, are you going to cry? What, what's going on? Yeah. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Auto Trader Podcast. My name is Wendy Lasishi, the Auto Trader brand and PR manager. And the only bit that you <laughs> didn't have to actually read off of that was your name. Yeah, well, I have to always just, you know, let the people know who I am. It's kind of a plug for myself. Um, so, you know. All the self-promotion. Always. It's my, it's my turn. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm Chad Lukoff, a motoring content creator for Autotrader. And today we have a super exciting show. We've got four segments that we'll be talking about today. First one being hot or not. Yeah, I'm just going to get some of your opinion on some of the things that we've, you know, been kind of seeing online. Yeah. And then we're going to be doing this week in cars where I heard that you were in the new Land Cruiser. Yeah, new Land Cruiser 70 Series. Uh, yeah. Officially launched in South Africa. So I was on that. Yeah, nice. And then we'll do hot take, bad take like a few weeks ago. And then lastly, we'll go into the numbers game. But moving straightly and swiftly along, Chad. So hot or not, simple thing. I'm just going to put up some images here. Just want to get a little bit of your take. Okay. Tell you how I feel about it. And then maybe we'll maybe read some of the comments of and what sort people of have said. See why you're wrong. Um, I mean, usually I am wrong, but you'll see today if, you know, I'm kind of uh, on the same side as the consumers. I think um, I, I have a, a sixth sense as I mean, to what people in want. In the office, you yeah. generally have a hot take. I always have a hot take. Yeah, I always have a take. Always have a take. It's not always hot. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's not always favorable, but it's a take. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, every single week we do Tuesday, right? Um, where we mm. bring up to cars and people just can basically sort of give the opinion of what they choose. Yeah. Um, and a few weeks ago, we did the Toyota Corolla Cross Hybrid um, versus the Vol Jolien 1.5. I've never driven any of these cars, um, mm. but I have like a favorite, a personal favorite. I don't know if you have like a personal favorite. Between I, I want to hear yours first, because like we say, yours is usually the controversial <laughs> one, so I'm kind of... So between the two, okay, let me just put it out there. I'm not really a fan of like the Jolien. Like I'm just going to be completely brunt. Like I think maybe because it's too common now. Jolien or H6? The Jolien, like yeah, just okay. and it's it's got to, more to do with the engine. I think the car's fantastic. Um, I think it's like a fantastic car for anybody who's looking for an SUV that kind of does everything that an SUV is supposed to do, right? Mm. Um, but I think the engine, which is my favorite part of any car, is the performance um, and basically how it makes you feel. That's when you fall in love with the car, in my opinion. I don't know, like if you have a similar take, so that's why I don't really like it. Um, so for me, it's that's the career cross. That is my take on this. And I hope it's a hot take. <laughs> well, I, I think it's hot because of that. Okay. Um, so here we go. Journalist hat on. Okay. That's, because that's kind of what I do. So I haven't driven the Jolion, but yeah. I have driven the H6 HEV. Yeah. Which has the same sort of 1.5 power plant in it. If we want to get a little bit geeky. On what? I, the, on specifically on, the, the Jolion. We talk about the Jolion right now. No, just where I'm going with okay. this. Okay. Okay. The Toyota Corolla Cross as a model, yeah. I really like. I think it's great value for money. It looks good. It's yeah. available in GR Sport trim, which yeah. is, you know. In South Africa, or is that like a... Um, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, so you so, can get a GR Sport yeah. Toyota Corolla Cross. And so it's the most affordable or the cheapest uh, Toyota product that you can buy that's got a GR badge on it, mm. which is really cool. Yeah. So yeah. I like that. So it's like the entry point into like... Yeah, GR Flex. Are we Toyota fanboying right now? Because like, I feel like that's that's what's happening. I'm I'm fanboying <laughs> a little bit because I do have a soft spot for GR. Yeah, um, yeah. With, with, I mean, you've raced them. You yeah, kind of you know with understandable yeah. reason. But 
Yeah. The hybrid version of the Toyota Corolla Cross is the less desirable one. Okay. When you live at the reef. Um, so the the engine that they're using in the Toyota Corolla Cross uses a Miller cycle, which mm. has a lower compression ratio than a regular Otto cycle. Okay, okay. And this means that when the hybrid assistance isn't there, it's actually a little bit pop. Mm. And the regular 1.8 feels a lot more peppy. Do you think that's a problem that's across all hybrid vehicles? Because I mean, this Tuesday specifically was about hybrid vehicles, right? It's kind yep. of entry level the ones that um, are the halo cars in terms of hybrids in South Africa right now, I would like to to put these are the ones that people are mostly buying. Um, um, so I, do you think it's across the board at I this level? I wouldn't call them halo. I wouldn't yeah. call them halo, but okay. this, is, this is sort of entry point into entry points, into hybrid, hybrid ownership, yeah. green mobi- greener mobility. 100%, Let's yeah. Let's put it that way. Um, and fuel efficiency and savings. Um, it's... Um, on just, just on the engine basis alone, I think the Haval offerings generally are more agreeable up here at altitude, at Joburg altitude. Yeah. Um, they just nice and peppy. If you're not too phased with it, but yeah. like you said, exactly, that's yeah. the bit that actually matters to us. It's 100%. Sort of like that's the, the, the powertrain and the power delivery and all that type of thing. Um, I would comfortably take a Corolla Cross, but if I lived and I do live up here at Joburg, it wouldn't be the hybrid. I'd go for the regular 1.8. Yeah. So if I am looking for a hybrid, yeah, I could be swayed towards the Corolla Cross. No, towards the the, the Jolian, the Jolian, yeah, the jo- <laughs> the Jolian or the H six HEV. Yeah, uh, look, okay, based off this sample of two, I guess they're both kind of hot. Um, but I, I don't know the comments on kind of social media. People mm-hmm. are kind of leaning towards the Toyota. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's because of the vehicle. I think it's because of the brand. Moving on, Chad, before we... Because we could go on about this. Yeah, no, no, we, could, we could really <laughs> do it all the time with the office. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we recently did the EV test and you were actually there, um, if yeah, I'm mistaken. On, yeah, I was on hand. For the actual testing process of it, uh, yeah. we were on hand to do the, the driving and the... Yeah. The point of the test is to like basically take EVs, mm-hmm. put them in real South African environments in terms of experiencing them. Yeah, and then large, seeing yeah. how they perform versus like WLTP. Because I mean, let's be honest, those WLTP numbers are not like realistic in terms of everyday usage in sort of... They're not far off about those silenced cell phones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> come on, Wendy. Is this your first time? <laughs> no, I know. It's, like, it's, it's okay. I'll be gentle. Every single time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so WLTP has some sort of merit because they actually include about 30% regen. Oh, okay. Figures. Yeah which accounts for how we would ordinarily Ordinary use the, the car, yeah. vehicle um, in, in traffic situations. Yeah. South Africa is a little different. And the reason why we don't see those numbers is because of just our geographical challenges. And I've spoken about this before, where our major centers are quite a distance apart. Yep. You know, yep. so traveling Joburg to Pretoria is like, hey, come, come, come <laughs> yeah, let's go. Good, yeah. yeah. You mm. know, somebody in Europe plans for three days to do that trip, mm. you know, of, yeah. that, of that distance. You know, yeah. you're going to drive an hour away. Because within 40 minutes, they're in a different country. Mm, yeah, so, makes sense. So, yeah. so there's a lot of uh, density yeah. out in, you know, predominantly European countries. Um, so the way that we test it is we basically put it on a high-speed oval. Say high-speed, but it's yeah. highway speed. Okay. So we do 120 kilometers an hour, and we go from 90 down to 10%, and we see what sort of consumption and range they get from that typical usage as if you were out on the highway, which isn't the best for EVs, but is getting better. It is getting better. As, yeah, I mean, as the technology improves, yeah, yeah. that 
balance between high speed thirst yeah. um, and low speed regen and that. Yeah. It's sort of balancing out where it's... I mean, we've done the test three years now, right? Three years in a row, and this is by far the best results we've received. So for anybody who hasn't seen the actual test, so there's four cars that we tested yeah. and a hybrid. But it was the Mercedes-Benz EQA, the GWM Aura, yeah. Um, the Mercedes IX, I believe, and the um, IX1, sorry, and as as well as the the Volvo XC40 Recharge. Yes. Um, and they, they they all performed extremely well. If you and then we threw the things. hybrid in just for just to see, just you know to what I mean? sort of, which I think was just like the for me it was the biggest eye opener in terms of like the efficiency of hybrid vehicles mm. versus everything else. It's I mean, yeah. it's, it's light and day. But we also ran some songs. Um, so we, we asked some guys to come and make some... Yeah, a little bit some, of a campaign around. Exactly, some really songs cool. um, of what the, the, car, the car sound like, essentially. Um, and they're all now live on our social media Because platforms. the thing is, these vehicles don't they're, have any engines, internal combustion exactly. engines that yeah. actually make a noise that have an engine note. Yeah. So there's a whirr of an electric motor and yeah. a little bit of road noise from the tires and that. Yeah. Um, but then there's a lot of digital sounds that have been plumbed into it. But not only that, in an ASMR style fashion, exactly. each door close sounds different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and we made some awesome songs about it. Yeah. I mean, if you're into ASMR, this is kind of the perfect thing for you. Mm. I mean, if you like cars as well, I mean, it's, it's you know, a double. Do you have any favorites before we move on to the next segment? Do you have any favorite from the songs that have come out? Uh, I actually quite liked, while it wasn't my favorite vehicle there, yeah. um, what the guys managed to, because I believe four different producers. Yeah. That exactly were all that. sort of tasked with like, listen, hey, create something from this. And it was the EQA. Okay. I actually quite Mercedes, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah I could listen to this. I could listen. <laughs> I'm not going to skip it. Let's put it this way. I'm not going to run out and buy the CD, <laughs> yeah. but I, I'm yeah. not going to skip it. I'm like, yeah. let, let it play. Oh man, I love the BMW one as well as yeah, the Volvo one. Oh. The BMW one does yeah. have a slightly more Kind of urban, yeah, well, kind of yeah, used to, yeah, kind of used to, yeah. Sort of like an urban vibe, yeah, to exactly, it, is, yeah, yeah. And the Volvo one is also really cool. But anyway, tell us what you guys think is hot or not. Have we, um, in terms have, of, and, have we even heard the Volvo one yet? Yeah, yeah. We, I think it, it just dropped. Uh, um, okay, it just so, dropped. So head on over to our social media, which is Auto Trader SA. Yep. Um, post it out on Instagram. I believe it's out on our TikTok channel as well. So you'll be able to go and see it there. Tell us whether it's hot link. or not. Exactly. Is it hot or not? Are we just being biased? Who knows? <laughs> Share it with the mates. Get their opinion as well. Get them to take a look at it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's what you think. Maybe we'll do it again. Who knows? We've well, been on it, the, the, the more that they sort of engage, engage with, with it, the more you engage with it, the more we'll like, the likelihood that we'll do it again yeah. or we change things up and use a slightly different Maybe it won't even just be EVs. We'll do even like, I don't know, make a song with a Ferrari. Who knows? Yeah, we need to swing <laughs> past Daytona and go and ask them about can. a couple of McLarens or something. Exactly that. Yeah. Exactly that. Moving on, Chad. So yeah. this weekend, Cars. Um, Land Cruiser Edition. I need you to just mm. give me a crash course on everything there. I mean, a lot of things to unpack there. Toyota's iconic. Yeah, it's, um, and it's one of those that I don't really want to sit there and sort of wax historical about. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's stunning. You it's stunning. Know, you know it's, it when you see it. I mean, I've, like it's it's you know it exactly. You that. know, I think you know it because it largely is not changed. So it's not an all new vehicle. Yeah, it is a facelift, an update. Okay, but, but the big news is the fact that they've actually added a smaller engine to the range. Um, so there's no V8. I'm assuming is there the V8 option it's still there? Okay, and so you get the four liter, the four point two, and the yeah. four point five liter V8. Okay. But now they've added the 2.8 GD6. Oh, so they haven't removed from the top. They've no, no, just they've added, a, added Okay. They've added. Okay. With, with a six-speed automatic. Oh, nice. So okay. now you can get 
your an economical sort of city cruiser way more yeah okay a land cruiser first and foremost a land cruiser is not built for the city yeah i did i actually had one parked behind me in traffic today and i looked at it and i'm like Dude, you are so out of place. Okay, it was fish out of water. Yeah, totally fish out of fish out of water. I'm like, um, but just with the accessories that are fitted, were fitted to this one that I saw in traffic. I'm like, great. I can see your intended use and purpose. You are yeah. rugged, outdoorsy, that sort of thing. Yeah. And it looks like this one does genuinely work because there's you know there's functional accessories added to it. So uh, Toyota has the biggest change is of course that front end now. So it gets this new grill, it gets that new body. It looks kind of familiar to me. Like, what, what am I... Because it's now based on the older 40 series. Oh, okay. okay. Split grill. Yeah. You know, take a look there. You see the one on the right I hand side? I see it, yeah. It's so much closer to that, yeah. Yeah, so it's got that sort of same little vent above the grill in, in the bonnet, which is new to it. Yep. It's got the rounder headlights. You know, it's got the Land Cruiser written on the side. So they've given it the sort of retro take. Yep. Um, and it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're cribbing a little bit from what Suzuki did with the Jimny. Okay. When they went back to the earlier LJ series. Exactly that, yeah. This latest version that, they, that they've created with, you know, the rounder headlights, the... I mean, G-Wagon, sort of Mercedes G-Wagon, they've been iconic for... People just love round yeah, but headlights. but largely hasn't changed. Yeah, you know, exactly. That, that, that's been the same recipe for the last 60 odd years or whatever. Are we getting um, a Prado of this or is it like, are we just getting... Yeah, so Prado's coming here as well. Okay. So Land Cruiser's, of course, broken up into three. Mm. You've got the full size, which is now currently your LC300. Yep. Um, that's new Prado coming out, which yep. is going to be the 250. Yeah. So Land Cruiser 250, that's what they call the light duty. That is the one that is meant for a slightly more urban environment, but then, hey, take it out on the weekend, go and hit a trail, something of the sort. You know, it's still off-road yeah. capable. But then when you need something... More rugged, off-roading. rugged like dependable then you go with the 70 series so this still has a uh, ladder frame solid axles locking hubs so if you still want to do the proper off-roading stuff totally totally can yeah like there's no yeah and it's not just the off-roading so these are exceptionally popular in the um sort of i want to say commercial sector but okay agricultural sector i see yeah out yeah. on the farms where it's hitting and it just lives on dirt roads and gravel and it needs to be able throw to throw whatever you want at it and it will, it will just sort of take it up yeah. yeah so it looks a little bit softer but it's not yeah they've revised a few of the things in the interior unfortunately just because of our weak rand we weren't able to get like the the retro cluster in it okay um or the led headlights okay. which are also new for it so we've got traditional halogen ones uh, we also don't get steering wheel controls but that's also based on our local market and the demands and how the vehicles used locally exactly they've decided to admit this for, like for, for someone who really is like a farmer who's like yeah they don't need all those creature comforts yeah. um but now the addition of that 2.8 saves it on the fuel consumption mm. which was one of the big issues with mm. the 4.5 v8 is mm. just it's just so thirsty yeah you, know, you, you cannot pass a filling station without stopping there the 2.8 far lighter you're going to get over a thousand kilometers on a tank it's got a big tank but uh, it's going to average around 10. It doesn't have an onboard computer. I mean, it's, yeah. it's still very traditional in its tech. Okay. Yeah. You know, so there's no bells and whistles and uh, computers and digital this and digital All that. All that nonsense that sort of distracts you from... Stri no. Yeah. Things that could possibly go wrong that are difficult to repair out in the field okay. or in a remote location. Makes sense. Yeah, it's so built for purpose, right? It's built it's for built for purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you actually driven it, right? So, like, what are your first before we move on to the next? Like, what what are your first sort of opinions on that first drive that you've had of it? I really like it, and I think the addition of the two point eight, and this this is now my hot take. Yeah, because it's one of those that's very polarizing. You have those camps that are like 
A 70 series must have a V8 in it. (laughs) And then you have those that are just, you know, a little more open-minded and sit there and say, thank goodness, a 2.8 or more economical diesel engine and an automatic gearbox is exactly what I need because constantly rowing through the gears when I do get stuck in a little bit of traffic, you know, um, I do. I often run into the city or something of the sort and then I wish I'd taken something else instead of the Land Cruiser. Yeah. But um, it drives really nice. It's not just... Toyota doesn't get it wrong ever. It seems like they just understand. They understand their consumers so well. And this 2.8 is tried and tested. Um, So it is a hardier Hilux in a sense. Um, It's more built for purpose. Hilux that you know and love and that we know is dependable and reliable. It's a little more convenient and not uh, not sexist in any way. But it is the one that the wife who is looking for something a little more comfortable or uh, the cruiser is a little too tough is now going to feel a lot more comfortable. Or even somebody who's not like trying to be like the hardcore, rugged sort of, you know, just, I just want something that looks, that gives me the look. I don't know about that. I don't know about that because it's not the type of vehicle that you just buy for the looks. Okay. You buy it because you need. Yeah. It's like the solid axle. You need the low range. You need, you need to be able to put cattle rails on it and load sheep or cows or something of the sorts, you know, livestock on the back. You're really going to use it for this. Sort that exact of, sort of thing. For that sort of purpose, yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to buy Hilux um, because the prices are right there. I was um, about to say, it yeah. It is a little cheaper than the V8. Yeah. Um, but it is more expensive than the 4-liter and the 4.2. I mean, we'll have an article with all that sort of information. So we'll just link it's it. Actually, we'll just link yeah, it yeah. So my first drive impression is out on the site and it yeah. sort of goes through the little nitty gritties and that sort of stuff. And it, it, it's um, so much easier to live with. Yeah. It doesn't feel too agricultural. It strikes a nice blend. Okay. Um, that's pretty much what I get to in that uh, in my first drive review. That is a live on site and you'll be able to see it there. And then I have a brief little driving impression once again on our Instagram and TikTok, our social media platforms. 100%. I'm excited to see how it does in the market. I think it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Um, it, sh- it should do well. It should yeah. do well for them. I think Toyota's um, smart enough and they've done enough research to, to understand exactly identify. The market, They're not yeah. trying to alienate current owners or yeah. potential owners. They're just trying to open up to a broader audience that probably wouldn't have considered it yeah. um, if it wasn't available in, a ma- in an automatic. And 100%. Now, and now they can, yeah. 100%. Moving on, it's time for actual hot take, bad take. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, probably one of my, fun, my favorite segments, but just to get cracking, I think let's just get straight into it. We have we've had a few discussions inside the office about this. Ferrari. Okay, I'm gonna start the F1. <coughs> Lewis, give me, a, give me a moment. Let me <laughs> get the boxing gloves out. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton moving to Buckle Ferrari. Up, folks. It's is happening. it good or bad? Is it is it because I say it's good. Is that a hot take? Um, or is it a bad they take? In your opinion, they don't sleep we, on the Photoshop, do of they? Of course, we're already there. <laughs> <laughs> the fans are ready. The fans are ready. Is it a hot take? Is it a good move? Is it a bad move? I am, um, I'm going to quantify everything here quickly. Quantify it. Okay. Let me just let okay. you run. Run. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of respect for what Lewis Hamilton has achieved and his driving skills. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton as a person. Yeah. I ain't not the biggest fan. I, I ain't inviting him to dinner, <laughs> mate. Um, not the kind of circle and company. Like yeah. we, don't, we don't sit around the same campfire. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like I said, I've got mad respect because anybody mm. that can drive and... At that level for so long. At that level yeah. for so long. Admittedly backed by a strong team. Of course. Of because course. that is very critical in this argument. Yeah. Is you cannot underplay mm. the... The role of your machinery, yeah. Yeah. And your, the, the and your, fact and your, that he's had an absolutely cracking team behind him. And yeah. Mercedes has 
They've had a great car. Yeah. They've had a phenomenal budget. Great culture. Let's great, not yeah. forget that because we saw what happened when you took their budget away. <laughs> <laughs> we did okay. okay. <laughs> you did okay. We did okay. We did okay. We you did look okay. like SeaWorld out there. <laughs> it was bad. The porpoising was, was biblical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was terrible. It was terrible. You Thank you. Our money and against against stuff. I won't lie. Yeah, I won't no, lie. <laughs> but, but it's a tale as old as time as well. We saw it in the nineties with Williams. As soon as I mean, you take away the tech and that sort of stuff, it happens. It happens. It happens in cycles. Yeah. Um, I have. I do not believe that. Lewis has moved to Ferrari because he thinks he's got another title in him. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Be- Let's put it this way. He's not moving to Ferrari. I don't believe he's not winning he's to win championships. He's moving to Ferrari to win championships. No. He's not doing that. No. Oh, yeah. So I think 2024 is his last ditch effort. Mm. With this the, year. With what is it? W15 now? Yeah, W15. Okay. This is the one that he needs to get a championship with so that he can have that outright record and then he makes the move. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's a little, he's in a way, he's almost giving Mercedes the ultimatum. Mm. This is your last chance mm. to win a championship with me mm. because after this, I'm out. And you know that I'm out because I've already put the writing on the wall. I've already signed it. Yeah. I've, I've already signed, 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 yeah, delivered. signed this delivered. The give the me the most best expensive. throughout the year. Give me the best chance of winning or else you guys will never like get a championship because there's a bit of ego in that because he knows that he can win a championship he's done it seven times before yeah so my take on it is absolutely brilliant so i'm it's no secret that i'm I'm like a mercedes fan yeah but i'm also a massive lewis hamilton fan right and a lot of people keep asking me what do you you think are you sad you you know are you gonna cry what's going on yeah and personally i love the idea of moving to ferrari simply because one it's ferrari you know, I want that for him. And I am in agreement with you there because mm. I think that's exactly why he's done it. It is that last checkbox on exactly. this career of on his. On this perfect. I drove for Ferrari. Exactly. The that. quintessential Formula One team. I think we've, we've, he's done so much already. I mean, let him enjoy it just before he kind of mm. bows out. Everyone did it. Sebastian did it. You know, Lance did it. Everyone's kind of had that experience. And I do think Lewis has aspect. about 300 missed calls from Seb though. Yeah, probably. Saying, dude, dude, dude what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? What are you doing, yeah. dude? Dude, 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 I've made this mistake. <laughs> but I think he's going to enjoy it. He's going to enjoy it. And I think for the fans, it's going to be fun to see. It's going to bring racing um, back to the sport again. I think Ferrari is also going to invest well, a lot into their vehicle. I think they're going to invest a lot into they, their they, vehicle. I think will. it's going to be a competitive car. Um, and with that leadership, could uh, with, with his leadership and, and, and Charles, I think it's going to be a fun fight to watch. Um is it going to be better than Max and them? I don't know. Red Bull yeah. right now is kind of um, just ahead of the game, but so we'll see. I'll, I'll just, just my take there is um, there is always the chance that this is a McLaren situation. Okay. Where Ferrari has shown enough promise in the 2023 season mm. that Lewis is like, you've got one more season mm. to sort of get your stuff together. Yeah. And in 2025, I want a competitive car. Yeah. Highly possible. You know, because McLaren had had a spool of terrible seasons. And then last year, wow. Yeah. You know, came to the came, party. Came to the party, came exactly to the party that, yeah. And they were actually properly competitive and challenging. So there is that possibility, but I think it's yeah a little less. I think this is more just pressure on Mercedes than pressure on Ferrari. 100%, um, yeah. Fred, this year behind the wheel, mm-hmm. mm, I still have my questions around that. Okay. Um, it could happen. I feel for Charles, though. 
Yeah, I feel oh. I feel for Carlos. I mean, he's the only person to be max. <laughs> I mean, he's the one who got dropped. So. Yeah, but um, on that basis, I don't think he's going to sit without a seat. No, no. And he's, I think he's, he's going to possibly he's, end in a place where he gets a little more recognition and respect. For sure. The, like I say, the biggest loser here is Charles, Charles yeah. who has signed, you know, he's the only Formula One driver that has signed five-year contract in mm. the history of the team mm. because the, 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 the team has never functioned in that way. Yeah. And to sit there and to make that sort of long-term commitment and then be booted down into second, second driver. driver. Yeah, it says a lot about that, that's the competence of the team. Yeah, yeah. that's got a sting. Wishy-washy. Eh? Yeah. Mm. So what happens, it's going to be an exciting season. I think um, we're going to see lots of, of things and we'll bring it up, I think, across the year. We'll the, keep talking about this. The actual biggest winner here. Yeah. We've spoken about the biggest loser. Biggest winner is Formula One. <sighs> That's because, a great way to end the segment. Because <laughs> this is a hype train. Yeah. Bar none. Exactly that, yeah. The amount of attention. People were so over it. You know, people were getting over yeah. the sports. And now I think this is, I think you've absolutely correct in saying that. They've, Liberty has done wonders in terms of generating a hype train. Yeah. Watch the viewership on that first race. Yeah. It's e- even be, this weekend's uh, testing sessions. Just throughout. I think throughout the season, it's going to yeah. be incredible, yeah. Drive to Survive did that yep. in earlier years. That has sort of lost its momentum. Just because we know what's going to happen, right? We know that you know, Red Bull is going to be a Red Bull hype train. Yeah, now. and Will Buxton's you know. going to read from a script. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But, uh, you know, the hype train, yeah. let's not sort of take anything away from Liberty Media and the way that they're marketing and they're... Um, kind of running the sport, the business yeah, of the sport. The, yeah, the, the, <laughs> just the marketing and the promotion yeah. of the sport. They're yeah. doing a bang-up job and I think there's a lot of companies out there that can learn, learn exactly from the approach that they're taking. They're spending money, but they're making it hand over fist, mate. 100%, 100%. Last segment, Chad, before you mm. leave, I don't know if you know this, but the... I'm not leaving, I'm just going over there. <laughs> yeah, before you leave, yeah, leave the, the camera, at least. Last segment is called It's a Numbers Game um, and I wanted to go through some of the data that we've just received from the order trader um, industry report that's going to be coming out in a few weeks. Mm. Basically, just your opinion on it's just from knowing the industry so well. I'm going to give you the top three makes sold mm. and the top three sold models. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to give me a quick, quick crash course of why you think they perform so well and if you think it's oh. going to be continued. So with regards to makes, Toyota, VW, Ford, top three. How do you feel about that rank? So Toyota, Volkswagen, for the year. Ford for the year. For the year. Yeah, not for the month. Yeah. Um. Pretty surprised that Ford is up there because they have a relatively thin product lineup. Okay. Um, but it is also just testament to how good the new Ranger is. And it's the new Ranger is phenomenal. Yep. But it isn't all the eggs in one basket mm. approach, which is massively risky. Yeah. Because as soon as you have a competitor, and we know the competitor is going to be Toyota, new Hilux, is, well, the Hilux is, uh, has an imminent replacement coming. Yeah. Whether it's, they won't tell us whether it's going to be next year or the year following we can expect a new Hilux in the not too distant future. And with the Toyota's approach to things and definitely not fanboying here, it's just we've seen them (laughs) do this time and time again, is they will come to the party and be able to deliver something that is absolutely competitive and some possibly even reset that bar. Exactly. Because that's what the Ranger has done. I take absolutely The Ranger came and reset the kind of what's the the favorite bucky in South Africa, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. A totally dethroned Hilux in that sense. Um, Yeah. Hilux sales are now largely based on legacy. Mm -hmm. And once again, brand 
reputability, reliability, yeah. and the likes. So um, it's it, it's bold and it's brave, and Ford has a lot of thinking to do in terms of what other products they offer locally. Puma, yep. unfortunately, as good a product as it is, is a little on the pricey side when you consider the competition. Top three sold models, Ford Ranger. <laughs> Toyota Hilux mm-hmm. and the Polo. No surprise yeah. there. No. But range at the top, like you said, it's yeah. kind of the, the kind of resting, well, Ford specifically is banking on that model, which performed so phenomenally well last year. It was fantastic. It's, it's a honest. brilliant vehicle. It yeah. really is a brilliant vehicle. The yeah. new Ranger, I genuinely love because all the changes that they've made to their T6 chassis so it's the same chassis that they've been running for more than a decade yeah it's just heavily revised and reworked moved a few few suspension mounting points and recalibrated this and that yeah it's made the world of difference so there's a constant evolution and it's brilliant to see it is also extremely well thought out in terms of control Mm -hmm. placements features you know, just the size and fit of everything. It takes some time and just really just understood exactly what the, what the, the everyday was, person is going to be yeah, using the, the vehicle for. what the consumer was looking for, yeah. yes. Um, something that Toyota is going to have to be, you know, put a lot of effort into and something that VW needs to do because that that foothold of theirs, they, they're starting to lose it to lose the it, likes yeah. of Suzuki and that. Suzuki and the Chinese yeah. who are coming in and uh, appealing to people's pockets. 100%. Rather than their sentimentality. 100%. That's pretty much all the time we have for today, Chad. Um, so if you'd like to show, please engage with us, you know, comment, uh, hit the like button, and of course, subscribe to the AutoShadia um, SA YouTube channel. You yeah, turn on the notifications. Yeah, yeah I mean, So this comes out at generally the, the same time every week, but yeah. turn on the notifications and then you'll know when it's dropped and when it's live. Yeah. Uh, and then you can give a listen. Of course, it is also available in most of your uh, streaming outlets. So if 100%. you have a preferred one, Go there, subscribe, follow, do all that nice stuff. And then, of course, social media where we can give you sort of keep the conversation daily, daily going. updates. Exactly yeah, and that. we do. And uh, if, you've got a, if you've got a smart comment or you've got a genuine question, <laughs> we will be <laughs> able to through. engage with you. But if you're being a little banal, well. We'll think about it. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll consider it. Uh, we may turn a blind eye. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chad. We'll see you guys next week. Search Orchard Trader. <laughs>